Welcome to the Vital Dawn Podcast for Wednesday, January 6th. Just keep in mind, everything I'm about to say is as of 5.15, so markets are very volatile this morning. There are a lot of moving pieces, and it's still not entirely clear what will uh, what the outcome is in Georgia. So again, everything I'm about to say is as of 5.15 a.m. Eastern. So it's looking like Democrats will take both seats in Georgia. One has already formally been called for the Democrats as Loeffler lost, um, and Ossoff is running ahead in the race against Purdue, although that has not been formally called. So you are seeing this morning um, reflation trades get put on very aggressively. So that means essentially buying cyclical value stocks, selling growth momentum stocks, selling treasuries, dollars for sale, et cetera. So the NASDAQ futures are down over 200 points. That's over 1.6%. S&P futures are holding in relatively well. So they saw some initial weakness earlier. They've since rebounded. They're off just about nine points. That's about 25 basis points. Dow futures, which are more levered to cyclical value stocks, are rallying about 80 points. You're seeing in Europe a more dramatic um, cyclical value dichotomy play out. So remember, European markets are much more levered to cyclical value than the US ones are. Europe's major indices are up about 50 to 80 basis points overall. You're seeing European banks surge about 4%. Obviously, they are kind of the epicenter of cyclical value. Um, you're also seeing outperformance in Europe in basic resources, autos, industrials, um, and energy. So all your key cyclical value groups are trading very well in Europe. Um, that will likely translate into the U.S., assuming everything plays out in Georgia as it's looking at the moment. So outperformance in uh, in U.S. energy stocks, banks, industrials, etc. Treasuries are for sale. 10-year um, yields are breaking up above 1%, the psychologically important 1% level. The dollar is down a little bit. Brent, which spiked 5% on Tuesday off of the OPEC-Saudi decision, is up about another 1% this morning. Um, and you're seeing gold and Bitcoin, which are presumably hedges against a weaker dollar and more fiscal spending in the US. Both gold and, the, and Bitcoin are up. Um, so obviously, the big story of the morning is what's occurring in Georgia. Markets had acknowledged the increased odds of Democrats winning both these seats. Um, I think, though, as of the Tuesday close, the consensus was leaning slightly towards Republicans winning at least one of those seats and maintaining their majority. So this is somewhat of a surprise. It's thus you're seeing the um, volatility this morning. Um, you know, I think the playbook as far as putting on these reflation trades makes sense as a knee-jerk reaction. But I do think that, um, you know, taking a step back, people should kind of just keep some things in perspective. I personally don't think you're going to see a major difference between a Democratic-controlled 50-50 Senate, where Harris the, is the tie-break vote, and one where the GOP had a one-to-two-seat majority. Um, you know, I think both of those are still obviously very, very, very tight majority uh, majorities either way. And especially when you look at the House, where the Democrats' majority is very thin, um, I don't think that you're going to see Democrats be able to, um, um, you know, push through Congress any real controversial pieces of legislation. You probably should be um, uh, mildly revising up fiscal spending forecasts, but um, you know, I think it's going to be very, very difficult to get another, um, you know, multi-hundred billion um, or, or over a trillion dollar fiscal bill passed through Congress, absent some type of just co complete calamity with regards to the pandemic. Um, you know, failures across the board on vaccines, et cetera. Um, and similarly, I also don't think you're going to see things like um, the filibuster. I don't think you're going to see the filibuster get scrapped. I don't think you'll see the Supreme Court get expanded. You just don't have um, the types of majorities that would be required for those types of controversial measures. 
as far as tax policy is concerned, you're probably going to hear a lot of rhetoric out of Congress about tax hikes, about reversing some of the Trump tax cuts and then inc- um, and then implementing new types of tax hikes. But again, I think it's going to be very difficult to get a lot of that passed, just again, given the nature of the the current majorities where the Democrats really have very, very, very thin control in both chambers. And then you're coming up on, um, you know, obviously we're just coming out of an election cycle, but the 2022 election cycle, um, Democrats are very much at risk of losing the House. And I think they're going to be, um, I think they're going to be hesitant to rush through large tax increases in such a way that um, they could jeopardize their majority. So for all those reasons, I don't think you're going to see a huge shift um, in terms of policy from where things stand at the moment. But again, I think the knee-jerk reaction as far as putting on reflation trades makes sense um, for the time being. You know, I had been talking about and I continue to think the big macro theme of 2021 will be the interplay between yields and multiples. I think I thought yields had upward pressure even before um, the events in Georgia, even if Republicans were to keep control of the Senate. I think yields were going to be pressured higher throughout the course of 2021, just given um, as the pandemic, um, as the battle against the pandemic was won, um, I think what's occurring in Georgia as far as Democrats taking control is only going to exacerbate that type of a move. So obviously the big theme of, um, of, of 2020 was the COVID-driven collapse in yields that that helped P multiples to expand well beyond where they had been previously by as much as three turns on the S&P, which works out to about 600 points um, for the S&P. And I think as we go through the course of this year, higher yield is going to undercut multiples, especially on the names that are trading um, with very frothy PEs, i.e. growth momentum stocks. And that's what you're seeing play out this morning. Um, So those are all the big themes and trends. As far other than Georgia, nothing really all that material to talk about, um, especially as far as macro news is concerned. You have a bunch of minor micro items um, to note. Again, nothing that really is going to kind of shift the trajectory of the market. Um, you know, take a look at the vital dawn this morning. Is, there's a lot more information, but again, Georgia politics, rates, and multiples, those are really dominant themes at the moment. Um, looking at the calendar for Wednesday, um, obviously we'll have to see what what officially happens in Georgia again. The Ossoff Purdue race is still outstanding. You have the ADP jobs report at A15. That will give some insight into labor markets for the month of December ahead of Friday's official government report. Um, the Biden certification process in Congress is today, um, you know, it's going to create some fireworks. It'll create some interesting headlines, but it's really a non-event. This is um, a rather perfunctory process, and there is no doubt that Biden will be sworn in as president on the 20th. You have the Fed minutes this afternoon at two o'clock, and then you have a couple um, pretty small earnings reports. So that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.